You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Good morning from Western Rapid City, South Dakota. This is <laughs> Father Brian Christensen. I'm with my co-host. Karen Gibis. How are you doing, Karen? We need donuts. I think we should have donuts. If you're driving by on uh, West Jackson Boulevard here by Canyon Lake and you have a few donuts that you want to get rid of, we're right we're here. here. We're right here in the parish offices, right here in the center. Come on in. We got we got hunger for donuts. <laughs> yeah, no, we're broadcasting here on Real Presence Live from Blessed Sacrament Parish. And uh, we just had a wonderful segment about their parish festival coming up tomorrow. How exciting. Very exciting. It's not in September. It's in August. <laughs> it's in August. August 14th. So... Um, and now we're joined by two staff members here at the uh, Blessed Sacrament Parish, um, Matthew Marshawn and Jillian Kubik. So good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, Jillian. Yes. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. <laughs> sure. I've been here at Blessed Sacrament for a little over two years. Uh, I um, am one of the assistants of evangelization and catechesis, and I... Um, yeah, I just assist Bridget, our director, uh, to kind of oversee the programs, and I have a little bit more to do with baptismal prep, RCIA, kind of initiation stuff All here. All right, oh, good. And uh, where are you from? And yeah, I'm from Dickinson, North Dakota. Dickinson, North Dakota. Uh, yes, okay. grew up in the Bismarck Diocese, uh, but I moved here from Dallas. I got my um, bachelor's in theology from the University of Dallas in Irving, Texas, and then the Lord sent us here. So we've been here ever since. Yeah, you're married. Your husband works yes. here in town. And yep. Nice. Wow. Married three years uh, last week. Yeah. So. Oh, well, congratulations. congratulations. And shout you. out to all of our North Dakota listeners. I was going to say. Hometown girl. I was going to say, everyone in Dickinson is sending up some love to you. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. They all will text me after. You did so great. Yeah. <laughs> it was so good to hear awesome. you. <laughs> no, that's great. Uh, Matthew, tell us a little bit about yourself. Good morning. I'm excited to be here. And uh, I am the new assistant director of evangelization for youth. So I'm in charge of the middle school, high school, and college confirmation. Mm-hmm. I'm from Boston, Massachusetts. I just moved out to Rapid City last month. Okay. Well, um, welcome. welcome. Thank you. Thank to you. God's country. So if you hear, Lord, hear our prayer, <laughs> you know you're sitting nearby me in Mass. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, I'm really excited to begin the work here with the youth. And um, I was in Boston, I got my master's degree from Boston College in Master in Divinity, and I studied with the Salesians of Don Bosco for oh. several years, and so I have a very Salesian spirit. I really enjoy uh, St. John Bosco's approach mm-hmm. to working with youth and bringing joy mm-hmm. to the youth environment. So really excited to bring that here to Blessed Sacrament Parish. Yeah, wonderful. I noticed that in both of your titles that the word evangelization um, is prominent in just your job title. Mm-hmm. So could you tell us a little bit about, that's not what we often hear. I mean, I think we're hearing it more and more across uh, the Catholic mm-hmm. world and within dioceses and parishes, but evangelization, why is that in your title? 
Yeah, I I think that uh, Father Tim and many other pastors have kind of switched from um, a model of sort of a one youth minister or one kind of staff member who is leading the way to a team of people who have a more holistic approach to evangelizing the whole family, the the whole parish. That um, it's a, really about discipleship and a friendship, walking alongside people, as opposed to just getting kind of people into programs or um, this this one thing will. Uh, bring you into an encounter with the Lord, that it's kind of the whole the whole parish, the whole week, your whole life is uh, here at the parish. It's a second home. So uh, yeah, I just think this shift in understanding of uh, how to bring people to Jesus and Jesus to people. Yeah, no, that's really beautiful. How about for you, uh, Matthew? Like, what brought you from Boston to Rapid <laughs> City, South Dakota? Anything about the, you know, the, the kind of the vision that you noticed or saw? Well, one of the things that really attracted me to this parish and the job opportunity here was this team of evangelization. Uh, many times when you work with youth, you're uh, kind of in a bubble by yourself and you're trying to, trying to do all the things and really reach the whole family. Because again, you know, that, that family involvement means more to a, a young person's development in faith. When their parents are involved, when the kids are involved, that's why like this festival that's coming up is so exciting because we're seeing the families involved and the kids are involved and they're at church and they see the love for what the Catholic unity and community it really is all about. And so that's really exciting. Well, this morning we're broadcasting from Blessed Sacrament Parish. We're talking to two of the assistant or associate directors of evangelization and catechesis, uh, Jillian Kubek and uh, Matthew Marchand. Um, the church has been in you know, um, this era of um, evangelization or new evangelization as um, Pope John Paul II and St. John Paul II kind of coined the phrase, if you will, but really, I think, uh, arising, you know, for many decades and certainly on the intentionality of the Second Vatican Council to, sh- to go out to all nations, ad gentes, um, and preach the gospel. Um, what does that kind of mean to you? I'll go to you, Matthew, with regard to like this era of new or this age of the new evangelization. Sure. I think one of the beautiful things about this time is that people are looking to belong. And the, I like to say that the church, the Catholic Church, is the, was the first, most successful, and most lasting social network that the world has ever seen. And it's real. You know, like we're talking real presence radio, but we're also talking that it's a real connection between people. Online, all these things that you see on the Facebooks, you know, there's a, a barrier, there's a medium between us. And so my goal here, with the youth especially, is to build that community. Our theme for the year is Friends for Eternal Life, mm. is having the kids get together and to enjoy time together, um, to be in community. And I think that that element leads to we're in community with Christ, in Christ and through Christ. And so once we get that community going, they're going to grow deeper in their relationship with Christ. I'm very excited about the idea of forming friendships and yeah. helping them to belong to something that's greater. But uh, every uh, every teen uh, in your youth group uh, has uh, 4,000 friends on Facebook, right? And they feel, <laughs> still feel lonely and disconnected. Like, what? what is the... I mean, I love the idea of the theme, you know, Friends for Eternal Life, kind of... A, 
unpack that for us a little bit. Sure, sure. I think that, you know, with, with things, with teenagers in general, you know, the, back in the 80s and 90s, there always used to be that talk from the priest about putting on your mask when you're in high school and being somebody that you're not to fit in and to do this. This becomes a world more complicated with social media, with TikTok and with Instagram and things like that. And so they become personas rather than peoples. And so when they come together in community and they're just playing games together, it's not videotaped, it's not permanent, they can relax, they can interact with one another, and they can show their vulnerable side and their goofiness as well as their serious side, as well as their strengths, and they form those bonds and relationships. I've got a lot of kids right now who are training for football, uh-huh, you know, and uh-huh. they're sacrificing for their team, their time, their talent, their treasure. They're doing doubles right now at St. <laughs> Thomas More yeah. uh, School, and these kids are are giving everything, but why? Because they're part of a team and they're playing a game. I want the youth to be part of the Catholic game, mm-hmm. to get into it. And once they enjoy the game, they're going to be willing to sacrifice and practice and put all those other th- elements into place. Nice, that's great. Uh, how about for yourself, Jillian, as you think of the church's movement and how that's really unfolding here at Blessed Sacrament of the era or the age of new evangelization? What does that kind of mean to you? What's the challenges and what are the opportunities? Yeah, I, I do think that uh, probably as in every uh, sort of decade, but our decade has some really interesting challenges, uh, particularly with social media in the youth and kind of this disconnect because the parents haven't experienced that, that social media age, but their children are. And so they know a little bit more about it than the parents do. So there's this kind of, um, yeah, butting of heads of what they want and what the parents want and trying to find a middle ground. Uh, but I, th- I think particularly more, you know, in my role with the new evangelization, we're just trying to find new ways to reach more people to for this, um, yeah, this idea of evangelizing everyone in our parish boundaries, making sure that our doors are open to them. And so we do that uh, here at Blessed Sacrament with things like the Alpha program, uh, which is a really approachable program for uh, anyone to uh, encounter this community that Matt is talking about and eat together and talk a little bit about what is faith and who is this Jesus person that you guys are talking about. And then uh, we yeah, invite them to our CIA to learn a little bit more about uh, the Catholic Church in particular. And uh, what uh, really this the the source and summit of our faith, the Eucharist, is, and so we just we find different ways to invite others into uh, the body of Christ and to make sure that they know that uh, they do belong because they do have that desire uh, to be here. Yeah, no, that's great. Uh, some people want to kind of know or understand better, appreciate. Um, the relationship perhaps between evangelization and catechesis. So how would you help them? Because, you know, we all, we had CCD programs. We had a director for catechesis. We had a director for faith formation. Now we have directors and associate directors of evangelization and catechesis. Um, How does that all work together? Well, one of the things that sometimes we get lost in is when we think catechesis is about putting just information out to people and saying to them, this is what, the Holy Trinity is. This is what the Blessed Sacrament is, and it's very factual. Evangelization is about taking the whole person, uh, all the elements of human life, their human formation, their spiritual formation, but also their intellectual formation. Catechesis is very important. It's important to teach them about their faith so they can grow closer. And also pastoral formation, helping people to really get the hang of serving one another, because that was Christ's call for us is to serve. Uh, 
And so we, in evangelization, draw people into that human uh, formation, spiritual, intellectual, and also service. So looking at the whole person yeah. and bringing them into that relationship with Christ and then cultivating that. Uh, did you want to add anything to that, Julia? I think Matt gave a great answer, but it is, yeah, just pairing this, uh, not just knowing about your faith, but living it out, you know, and, and if they don't, you can't really have one without the other to do it well. And I do think, you know, as I reflect back on my youth and, and the wonderful men and women that helped me in middle school and high school and even in my college years uh, who were you know, CCD teachers and catechists or whatever, um, that, yeah, I'm sure they imparted a tremendous amount of knowledge to me. <laughs> but what I do remember is being in their homes or in the church basement and the joy and the love and the belonging um, that made me want to stay and want to go back because that's where friends were. That's where people who cared about me were, um, that they did introduce me to God's, you know, truth and love. Um, but, you know, if I can, I can't pinpoint exactly what it was that they taught me. I, they taught me plenty, right? But they really, they really showed their love for Christ and love for the church. Hey, we're talking with uh, Jillian Kubik and Matthew Marchand, the associate directors of evangelization and catechesis here at the Blessed Sacrament Parish. Um, I'm Father Brian Christensen. I'm with Karen Gibas, and we'll be right back after the break. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Choose the number one nursing program in the nation, the University of Mary. Of more than 2,000 nursing programs nationwide, Mary is ranked number one by the National Benchmarking Service Mountain Measurement. 100% of our graduates pass their certification on the first try. And eligible nursing students receive their senior year of tuition free. Choose the best nursing program in the nation. Check us out at umary.edu nursing. That's umary.edu nursing. There are people that need to come back to the church, come back to the faith, and this yeah. radio station can do that. On the other hand, the reason that I'm a priest, or the reason what priests do, at least our diocese as a priest, we're kind of preaching to the choir. But in other words, every week people come to Mass, the ones who practice, and they need to keep coming back week after week after week after week, because the fact of the matter is we're all weak, we're all living in a fallen world, and even Catholics that practice their faith need constant encouragement and constant uh, words from God. And so the radio station here, this Catholic radio station, is just as important for those who are going to church every Sunday, for those who are receiving sacraments, because we need that exhortation, that in, that encouragement to keep going. That's right. just as important. You know, what good is it uh, for people to come back to the church if once they come back to the church, then they fall away again? So we want to not only get them back to the church, we want to keep the people in the church. And that's for Catholic radio. And so I would suppose most of the listeners of Catholic radio are those who are practicing their faith. Good. They should be listening. We want them to keep practicing their faith. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network. 
bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Good morning. Wow. Hi, that's, Karen Gibis. That's all you got? I'm Father Brian Christensen. I'm Karen Gibis, obviously. We're here in Blessed <laughs> Sacrament Parish in Rapid Western City. Rapid City. Uh, you know, if you're unfamiliar with the geography here, there's an east side and a west side. There's a little mountain range, a little right. hills, a little ridge line that divides the east and the west. And there's a little what we call the gap. Yeah. Um, two roads go through the gap there, Maine and Omaha. Um, and uh, so you pass through the gap from east to west. And um, yeah. How have you adjusted to this side of town, Father? I <laughs> this love... Isn't, this isn't I, your side of town. <laughs> I love the west side because it's the gateway to the Black Hills. <laughs> You have to drive through the west side to go up into the larger parts of the hills. But this is right here. Like the Blessed Sacrament Parish campus is situated really right at the foothills, if you will. Like yeah. they're surrounded by cliffs. You feel um, like you're in the yeah. Black Hills. You feel like you're in the Black Hills itself. Uh, and so it's a super beautiful place. They have the beautiful uh, Canyon Lake mm-hmm. across the way where Rapid Creek comes out of the Black Hills and then flows through the prairie lands all the way to the Cheyenne River and then to the muddy Missouri River down into the Mississippi. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, if, if they have not been here, they don't have to come now. You have just given them a beautiful description. Yeah. They you- would never have to come. Yeah, you could put a little one of those little rubber duckies in Rapid Creek here, right across oh, yeah. from Bar 7, and it would make it all the way down to the Gulf of Mexico. We should do it. <laughs> it might have a few things, obstacles along the way, but I don't know. Uh, like I said, we're here with Jillian and Matthew uh, talking about evangelization here at the Blessed Sacrament Parish and uh, all that they're doing. It's a, it's a real... I would say it's relatively new approach. Would you say, mm-hmm. like, what's what's been the kind of the genesis and 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 how you've mm-hmm. seen it even transform just in your short time here, Jillian? Yeah, I think that uh, you know before I was here, there were you know great uh, great employees, uh, but the the model was really dependent on them being here. You know, them leading the way, and if they aren't here, the program doesn't exist, right? Because it, it was that model, and so we we've kind of shifted from. Yeah, this sort of one youth minister approach to core teams of people who are leading, and those are parishioners primarily, who are you know parents and um, young adults and others who are able to kind of feed into them. And so our job really um, as a staff is to, our, our team is to feed into these core teams of people so that they can feed into the youth or the young adults or the adults that they're serving. And so just this this approach so that if we're here or not, it doesn't matter because evangelization is still happening. It's happening because we are training them to go out and do the work and th- they know how to do it. They can do it just by making friends and then they become friends and the model really just <laughs> perpetuates itself. Yeah. Can you kind of talk about like that core team model and team model uh, of ministry and evangelization and catechesis that's unfolding here? Yeah, I'm very excited to talk about the core teams because I think that's really the mainstay of a good program. Because youth ministers and, and evangelists, they come, you know, employees, they come and go. But the programs of the parish should be generated and maintained by the people of the parish. We have some 
excellent teams here put together, people that are just like for our parish festival. You know, they, they've come together, they've volunteered, and what happens is they become those friends for eternal life that I'm talking about, and they, they bond as they serve, and they have their children in the program, and so there's an invested interest in making sure their program for their own is good and it's strong so that, you know, I've seen in the East Coast in all my work there, you know, people run great programs and when they leave, all the programs go away. But, you know, when you build it up with the laity of the parish itself and they're the animators of the program, then when anybody comes in or out, whether it's the priest or the um, employees, the program remains strong because they know how to do it. And I think that they can also bring that same evangelization into the workplaces, into their, into their softball leagues, into their different areas of life that the employees can't necessarily go to. Yeah. No, that's a great thing. I remember as a young priest when I got to my first parish and was helping out with the confirmation program, but I wasn't in charge of it. And at the end of the year, we were kind of debriefing, and I said, they said, what do you think, Father? I said, uh, honestly? And he said, yeah, no, honestly. I said, I, I don't think our kids got anything. It was awful. <laughs> well, then the director was like, well... Then, then why don't you just do it? I said, well, I will. So I was just, you know, arrogant, young priest. You know, I could do anything and everything. Oh, we so cannot picture I, that at so all. So I, I took it on. I took it on the next year. And what I did is um, I also I got a lot of um, students from uh, the, the college, local college campus that helped me out, right? So I, I got about six or eight of them. Now, it was a real sacrifice because I'd be there to set up like 8 o'clock on a Sunday morning. College students helping out. Um, at the end of the year, we had another debriefing of the whole thing, of confirmation, and they said, so, Father, what do you think? How did it go? I said, well, I don't think it went any better than last year, but my college team, this core team you know, of eight college students, I think they really grew. They grew in their faith, um, and um, they're stronger in their faith. And uh, the pastor and the director said, yeah, that wasn't our aim. I said, I know it wasn't our aim, but I think it was God's aim. Today, that's 20 years ago, 22 years ago that that happened. They're lifelong friends. Some of them married each other. They are a force in the church today. It wasn't what we, I wanted a good confirmation program, not a good confirmation team. But you form these teams and they make the difference in the life of the church. Um, I think that sometimes, though, we, we're sowers in the field. We're throwing the seeds out, and, and they, they have to germinate sometimes. Sometimes we, we like to judge our programs for, like, instant results. To be, you know, how many conversions do we have in our confirmation program with <laughs> sixth and seventh graders? You know, like, sometimes we can get over intensely into that, whereas, you know, the Word of God sits, it, it grows within you, and it takes time. It needs to be nourished. It needs to be um, fed regularly and you know sometimes I don't see those results until years later when I'll run into a kid and well, now a young adult and I'll say those were the best times of my life or I really enjoyed those mission trips or I really enjoyed that time and they become faithful so um, Jillian mm -hmm. tell me a little bit uh, about um, the opportunity to even evangelize those Catholics who are already baptized and in the life of the church that but maybe could, you know, really have a more intimate personal relationship with Christ or, or encounter Christ. And, and I'm thinking specifically in your area uh, mm -hmm. of, you know, kind of concentration or emphasis, if you will, that the sacraments are great kind of gateways and opportunities for 
evangelization in deeper catechesis. Can you kind of talk about the approach there to maybe a baptism or some of the other preparations? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, for instance, our baptism program is also led by a core team of of parents. And uh, they have become really great friends together. And I have seen, even in our, our middle school and high school core teams, they so many of them have come to me and they said, I think it's time to invite new people. I think it's time that we become a little bit uncomfortable again and invite others into this uh, because we see how much this has done for us and we want that opportunity for other people. And so, yeah, they they do all sorts of things like prepare our parents uh, who are going to have their children baptized. Uh, they also continue their own education and and have have studies together and then they come and witness the baptism of the of the children that they have prepared and the parents that they've prepared so it's just this full circle that they get to know people in the community who maybe aren't very plugged in and are you know they're they now maybe have their first child or their third and they need to take the class again and they aren't quite plugged in but now they have maybe two or three familiar faces that they have friends with and we kind of do the same model with so many other other things we um in our our CIA program, the last uh, this last year, we invited the whole parish to come for adult education, and so many of them then became sponsors and walked alongside others. And now I just heard uh, actually last night from some of them they're going to be taking VSI together, oh, and so they're, VSI, they're, VSI, yeah. stop for our listeners. <laughs> All these acronyms. What's the VSI? The VSI is the Veritatis Splendor Institute, uh, which is a great, uh, great uh, program in the Diocese of Rapid City that helps uh, form um, through yeah different disciplines in within uh, theology. And you can take a one-year program for a basic certificate or three years for a master's okay, certificate. Okay, now back to our regularly scheduled program that, that your core team members are now inspired yes, to inspired go to, go. to Veritatis Splendor. Yeah, they're inspired to continue their formation and looking outside of the parish even to invite their friends in and uh, our alpha program we have table there are table hosts and they now have continued having uh further conversations after the Alpha program has finished and it had picnics and barbecues at their home and they've this model really just uh, we kind of teach them how to befriend others and then they go and continue and it, it yeah it just overflows into so many areas of their life. Yeah, no, it's a. It, I mean, it's fantastic to hear the kind of the, you're starting to see the fruits uh, of that. That mm-hmm. um, if uh, if you're a pastor, right, invests in his, you know, staff and his closest collaborators, and they in turn get you know eight, ten, twelve collaborators, and they mm-hmm. see how that extends. And I, I do think that is the model that we see in the gospel that Jesus gets twelve, mm-hmm. and they go. And they get out. He he does speak to the crowds, but he invests heavily in those twelve. Well, I am very grateful to have Jillian Kubek and Matthew Marchand here um, at Blessed Sacrament Parish and the good work that you're doing in the new evangelization and catechesis across the board. Thanks for joining us this morning. Thank you. Of course. Thanks for having us. Karen, what is up next? Well, up next, we're going to throw a curveball into to our schedule today. We unexpected interview coming up. We have one of the seminarians of the Diocese of Rapid City, Robert Kenyon. He is just about five weeks from ordination to the transitional diaconate. We're going to be back after the break with Robert Kenyon. Robert Kenyon. 